Hey there, everybody. How you doing today? It's Pastor Chip again. Hope everybody's doing well. Sorry I didn't uh, put anything out yesterday. I had a lot going on. It's late. Just need to get my mind right. So today, we're going to talk about integrity. Integrity is kind of a scarce these days, I guess is the best word to say. Kind of like common sense isn't so common. Well, integrity is surely, surely not so common either. Don't really know where to start. What have you done with your word? The way you treat people. Your integrity. I was reading a thing on Facebook the other day. I collect helmets. And this guy was mentioned that um, some guy had probably gotten a helmet for $100. But he was turning around and selling that same helmet for $35,000. So... Is that integrity or capitalism? It's capitalism. If the helmet he acquired is a genuine article in this market that we're talking about, and he sold it for, bought it for a hundred dollars. Person said they only wanted a hundred dollars for it. Was he obligated to give them more? No. Could he have given them more? Yeah. But the provenance of the helmet is legit. So he takes the helmet in today's market and he flips the helmet for thirty-five thousand dollars, which is the going rate of a true legit. Authentic helmet of this of this nature. Is there anything wrong with that? Nope, not at all. However, if he buys a helmet and he redoes it, paints it, Ages it, puts an old liner in it, makes it look authentic. But it's not. And then he sells it for $35,000. That's integrity. He's lied, cheated, and misrepresented. 
What about a car? A lot of people do that with cars. You know, you buy a car. You buy it in a flood zone for a heck of a deal. It got flooded and you clean it up, fix it up. And you flip it and you fail to, divul to, to divulge that it was in a flood zone. That is a failure of integrity. But if you're riding down the road and you see a sign on a car on the side of the road and it says for sale for $1,000 and you go, man, that guy's got a 1971 Mustang for sale, Mach 1, I don't know. And you buy that car and you flip it for $40,000. That's capitalism. That's capitalism. You bought it, he knew what he had, he sold it. What if you go in and cheat people? What if their whole purpose from the beginning of the of a transaction, an event, is to manipulate the situation? the people, the events so that your sole purpose is to swindle them and make money off of them. That's lack of integrity. But what if said people are involved in a event, a transaction, and it comes to your knowledge that maybe you could do something differently, or maybe you had the intentions to do something differently, and you tell these people, These are my intentions. And when I sell this and make a profit, I'll split it with you. That's integrity. There's a lot of people out here that don't have integrity. A lot of people. What does the Bible say? What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? It's pretty much what he's talking about. You can cheat as much people as you want to and pile up the money in the storehouses and you can roll and take baths in your silver and gold. Paint your house gold. Buy new cars, 
But when you're dead and gone, you can't take it with you, can you? I ain't seen a person yet that was buried with all their gold and see it rise up with them, go on with them. Of course, to be honest, there's a lot of people buried with their gold in a sense of what the heck they charge us for caskets and funerals today is a sin. But in the Bible, there's a specific story about integrity. I looked and I looked through the Bible trying to find the word integrity, you know, the a story that addresses integrity. And there's a lot that talk about integrity, but it's not um, described as such because, you know, integrity wasn't a word back in those days and used other ways to tell the story about integrity. But today we're going to look at this famous story in Acts chapter 5. Well, it's called Lying to the Holy Spirit. And starting at 1, we're going to read through 11. It says, But a man named Ananias, with his wife, wife Sapphira, or Sapphira, sold a piece of property. However, he kept back part of the proceeds with his wife's knowledge and brought a portion of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Ananias, Peter asked, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the proceeds of the land? Wasn't it yours while you possessed it? And after it was sold, wasn't it at your disposal? Why is it that you plan this thing in your heart? You have not lied to people, but to God. And when he heard these words, Ananias dropped dead, for a great fear came on all who heard. The young men got up, wrapped his body, carried him out, and buried him. So the point is, Ananias sold the property. And his intent was to take the money to the church and say, you know, I had three acres and a house or whatever. and You know, I sold it for, you know, I don't know, a thousand pieces of silver. And here's the silver. But in re- reality, he may have gotten... Uh, 1,250 pieces of silver, and him and his wife decided to keep 250 pieces of silver. So he died because he lied to the Holy Spirit with the intent of greed. No integrity. The intent to be greedy. And Peter says, it was yours to do with what you wanted. Why did you have to lie about it? You could have come in here and says, Hey, Peter, sold the piece of land. I got 1,250 pieces of silver for it, but you know, I'm going to take Sapphira here, and we're going to go down to the Mediterranean for a long overdue vacation. So I'm going to keep 250 pieces of silver, and here's 1,000 for the church. Would have been no issue whatsoever. None. But the Holy Spirit was on Peter's heart and told him, And Ananias had lied and misled for greed. So it says about three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. 
Tell me, Peter asked her, Did you sell the land for this price? Yes, she said, for that price. Then Peter said to her, Why did you agree to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look at the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Instantly, she dropped dead at his feet. When the young men came in, they found her dead, carried her out, and buried her beside her husband. Then great fear came on the whole church and on all who heard these things. So you see, I don't begrudge people if you sell something and make some money, make a little money off of me. I've done it too. But what I begrudge people is when you lie, mislead, and misrepresent. That's integrity, or that's the lack of integrity. When you knowingly enter into an agreement with people, and your whole purpose from the beginning of that agreement is to cheat them out of what they've got coming so that you can better yourself. That's integrity. That's lack of integrity. You know, to lie along the way and say things, to mislead and misrepresent misrepresent that is lack of integrity it's probably borders on narcissism are you doing that to anybody you know i have things done on my cars you know i have had people make quotes for me you know doing work, labor, or or buying things. And I always tell them, say, what's your price? And they'll tell me. So now what's your best price? And they say, that is my best price. And I'm like, eh, that's not your best price. That's your get-rich-off-a-chip price. But you see, I don't begrudge you making money I just want you to spread it out with everybody else. You see, you don't have to make it all off of me on one job when you can make a little along the way off of everybody. I don't begrudge people making money. You can't you can't give your business away without making money. But you don't need to make it all off of me. And I tell you what, I've spoken before about your word. When I grew up, a man's shake was as good as gold. You went back on your word. Your name was crap. You got out, and everybody knew it. You couldn't be trusted for nothing. My grandfather never, ever entered into a written contract with anybody that I know of. 
He said it, and he did it. If my grandfather entered into a con- verbal contract with somebody and it cost him more than what he said, it cost him more. But he honored his verbal contract. See, you get down to to it with the brass tacks. There ain't a signature on earth that will hold water in heaven. But your character, your integrity, or your lack thereof, you're going to answer for. You can screw me over all you want to. But I'm not the one you got to answer to. Of course, I'm going to hold you accountable in some fashion. Most of us will. We'll Cut you off out of our lives or, you know, just choose not to be friends with you no more or whatever. The Bible says... Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Well, some of you are binding some things on earth that ain't going to sit too well in heaven. You take a minute and look around you. We used to call this a self-assessment in the military. Take a self-assessment. Look around you. See how many friends you got. See how many people you can call a friend. See how many people call you a friend. If it's looking kind of lonely where you are, I wouldn't want to be you. The wealth of a man is measured by his friends. Not his money. You can take all your money and stack it up in your house. But you ain't going to have nobody to talk to about it. So this is Pastor Chip. I hope you all have a blessed day. hope you think about integrity. Think about integrity and capitalism. Which one? Which kind of person are you? Have a blessed evening, a blessed day, and I hope you join in again for another one. God bless.